your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Well, the school summer holidays have only just started and for some parents it may already feel like weeks. The lack of routine leaves some children feeling bored, particularly if parents are distracted with work. So what can you do to make the summer go smoothly? Or indeed, if you do take a break away somewhere, how can you holiday uh, without the stress? Well, Deirdre Holland-Hannon is a Limerick behaviour expert and she is on the line. Good morning to you, Deirdre. How are you? Morning, Joe. How are you? Good. So, firstly, adapting to school holidays. Uh, all this time on children's hands, how can the change or lack of routine impact younger children especially? Um, I think they will say the preschoolers, for sure, it's, it's a big change. And if they're not in childcare, you know, they're they're quite a busy lot, the, the little preschoolers. Um, so it, it can be a, a tricky time, I suppose. You know, it's about um, not, I think, I think sometimes there's this expectation that we need to constantly fill their time. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, social media kind of uh, pushes that a little bit too. I think we, we, we have to not be afraid of a bit of boredom <laughs> um, and letting them figure things out themselves and not constantly be, um, I suppose, you know, like creating a schedule of activities that, you know, I suppose for me, my my rule of thumb with the boys is to let them off until I need to intervene and um, you know obviously that sometimes isn't great in the sense that every cushion will be pulled off the couch and there'll be dens and tents and the house will be up in heat but if they're happy and they're not killing each other and it's kind and there's you know plenty of, of, of um, good play going on you know, I just do not get involved. Okay. And I think there's a time then when you see the, the, the wheels coming off a little bit, you know, and they can only play for so long together. And that, and that's when you need to maybe and, and step that's, in. That's really time. interesting. And just going back to that point you made about don't be afraid of boredom. Is it that in that vacuum, children will find their own way? Yeah. Now, I know there would be the the... the taught as well that you know idle hands and you know I have one of each I have one guy that idle hands will say he does get a little bit busy and it will probably find something to you know inappropriate to be doing but then I have another and you know he will find the greatest game to create and I think that just comes with age you know he'll have this big set up and he'll have all these plans to do like he's not afraid of boredom and I think we have to not be afraid of boredom and I think you know when a child comes to you and, and says you're bored it shouldn't be a trigger for the parents to have to you know oh my god what can I do to fix this problem boredom isn't a problem you know it's a chance to figure out what in the house um, you know I haven't played with in ages and I suppose that's another big thing I would advocate for as well is you know take half the toys away and rotate the toys our, all our kids I mean I'm going to make a nice massive sweeping statement here now Joe but you know we're all a little overprivileged with the amount of stuff we have and I would say you know pull everything out I have a big tractor set with like fields and all the rest and it's been in the box since um, oh I'd say October November and I have it I have it pinpointed for when my eldest goes to cool camp, the middle fella's at home and it's coming out that Monday for him and that'll sort me out 
well and good for the week <laughs> because go. he hasn't seen it in four months. So I think it's really important as well to, you know, these playrooms full of stuff, you know, pull out full sets and, and see what they really need because, you know, novelty and toy rotation is a, oh, if that's a fair, a fierce, valuable approach to the preschoolers especially. Okay. Um, and then if you have older children, even teenagers in uh, the house, you know, at the best of times, let's be honest, we were all there <laughs> once, they can be a bit moody, but that can be challenging then as a parent, can't it, Deirdre? Yeah, for sure. And it is a tough stage. But you know what? It's as tough a stage on them as it is on the parent. We're all, you know, navigating it for the first time. And every teenager is different as well. Like, there's no one-stop shop of how to manage or support a teenager because really they're, you know, in the midst of becoming an adult. So they're only figuring out what they're about themselves. It's very hard for us to support that too, I guess. You know, um, I think in in that situation, you have to go with the teenager that's in front of you. And, you know, someone, depending on the age, would, would love to be busy and doing a job or helping out or, you know, going down to even a family member to help out in a business or whatever. Um, and then others are, are, are not so much. And, you know, then you have kids that love doing different things at home. Um, I think it's about tapping into, I suppose, meeting them where they're at is, is a really good, <laughs> I suppose, frame of mind with the teenagers instead of meeting them where you want them to maybe or where you, you think they should be. Meeting them where they're at and maybe trying to support that and, and what stage they're at of, of that kind of development is, is really important. And it's such a social time as well. Like, look, think of it this way, it has to be better than the last two summers for the teenagers, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, because it's, it's yeah. that social phase. Yeah. Uh, we're chatting to Deirdre Holland-Hannon. Um, so if you are, as a lot of people hopefully are this summer, holidaying mm-hmm. at home, i.e. in Ireland or abroad, um, how do you reduce the family stress around that, especially when it comes to children? Well, I think when it comes to kids and booking those holidays, uh, whether it's at home or abroad, you know, you need to manage your expectations. I think that's really the first step. Like when you're clicking on those flights, when you're clicking on that holiday down in Kerry or whatever it is, you need to manage those expectations that just because we're booking, you know, Euro Disney or France or England or whatever does not instantly make our child more mature, wiser, a better sleeper, a better eater. Um, You're taking that same child that maybe, you know, struggles with all those things at home away. And I think it's really important to manage those expectations um, and, and, and kind of just, I suppose, if we surrender that it may not be the picture perfect, everyone happy and, you know, seeing Kumbaya from the start you know, I think you actually can have a far more successful holiday. You know, we're going for the first time now with three, we're not going abroad. I couldn't possibly take it on this year. But it's our first summer with three and, you know, one very small baby. And we're just going down to Clannacilty, one of our favourite spots. But like that, you know, if I want to eat out because maybe I don't want to cook, I need to manage my expectations that it's not a three-course meal and it's not fine dining and it has to be at a certain time, probably. If I want everything else, you know, if I want them to sleep and I want them to get up and, and, and I want all the boxes tick, well, then I have to say to myself, okay, Georgia, so what's the best time? Oh, who's the curveball? It's the baby. You know, we're not really worried about the four or the six-year-old, so we need to maybe manage those meals out with her in mind for this all not to go pear-shaped and us up yeah. till 10 o'clock then and trying to go to sleep. And, and or, you know, as I told Rob, 
you know, when before Mary Kay came, the third little one, we were out for dinner, and I said, you know, this could be your last time ordering a steak for maybe two years. <laughs> because there'll be no waiting for steaks and things like that in restaurants when you have a baby. So you have to yes. manage those expectations. Yes, uh, among the adults as well. So, and then, you know, for, again, older children, the late nights, the lack of early mornings, of course it can be tempting for parents to let children sleep on in the mornings. But Absolutely. is that a good or bad thing? I think it, it, you definitely can have flexibility during the summer. I know we'll definitely push things out with the, the older two here. Um, and to their ability, you know what I mean? Like the oldest guy is six and a half now going on seven. Like he can do a longer stretch for sure when he doesn't have to get out in the morning. But because he has the ability to sleep in, it doesn't affect us. Whereas you say your three, your two, your three and your four year old maybe are less likely to sleep in or it might work out some nights and might work out not work out other nights, you know, to repair and recover. So I think you can figure those things out but I think absolutely the summer holidays and your holidays away and vacations with pals and all the rest need to have an element of flexibility um, and and I suppose the only thing is, is, is to learn that you know if you do have one that you know it made the, the whole next day not worth living maybe then take from that that it's just not a possibility this year and remember these are all just real short phases. It won't last forever. I remember my first thinking, oh my God, is this it now? Is this, is this our lives? But, you know, it moves on and the next summer, the next holiday will be different. So I just think, keep meeting them where they're at, learning from where they're not flexible and where they are flexible. And remember that, you know, the next time you're away and the next time, um, the next summer, it, it, test it again and, and see what kind of, how things take over for everyone. But I do think be flexible because, you can get it all back on track come end of August, September again. No bother. Like, you know, give yourself a week or two yeah. to get all those routines back on. And but it's nice to have that kind of right. change in the summer and they enjoy it too. And, and one other thing, you know, with the denial of play dates and all of that over the last couple of years, how important is it to have that interaction among children, you know, from the wider family and friends as well this summer? Yeah, I think it's funny. I get met with the um, term COVID baby or like, you know, he's a real COVID child. And I, I don't buy into this because really the under trees, so your one, two, three, even your four-year-old, the most significant influence socially is actually the grown-ups in their life and their parents. So to a certain point, you know, our babies and toddlers didn't actually miss out in any significant social settings for those years. Um, so what I would say is take the pressure off yourself. Take, I mean, parents have so much pressure on themselves that I should be doing this and I should have a matched toddler group and I should have a matched baby massage or he should have seen his cousins. You know, take the pressure off yourself. He's doing she and he is doing just great on their own at home with you or granny and granddad or whoever it is. And if those social situations come up, brilliant. If they don't, do not be killing yourself. Or if you find them hard, don't be putting yourself into uncomfortable positions to provide something they don't really need. From five on then, it's a whole other ball game. You know, especially from seven on, you know, they're making those friendships and all the rest. But I suppose... You know the the psychological um pre- like um thinking on, on play dates is is you know they're not massively valuable to the child. Now I, I kind of agree, but equally myself, my husband would agree that 
you know, as much as maybe they don't need them, sometimes we need them because they're great entertainment. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, absolutely. Uh, so I think definitely for your junior, your senior infants, you know, and and I suppose the thing on play dates is to just make sure they don't run so long that things fall apart and, and, and people get exhausted. But Okay. They're a lovely free entertainment for oh, sure. They are, they, are, they are, that's for sure. All right, listen, fantastic advice as always. Thank you very much. And of course, you can uh, follow Deirdre online and uh, on social media. Deirdre Holland Hannon, uh, Limerick Behaviour Expert. Appreciate your time this morning. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe